Humans have existed in the world for a long time, and one of our deepest fundamental needs is the need for connection. Humans have been, have been able to survive for a long time by establishing little communities that we have used to run most of our political and social systems. The problem with, all, with most of these systems and communities is that they were designed for the majority of humans at the time. And they were not designed for the large minority of people who may not fit into those social systems. This has led to the displacement of a lot of human beings within their communities that do not feel connected. This episode of this podcast, I would be talking about connection and why it's important and how design has come into helping us to build better connection. Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the Design for Good podcast. I'm your host, Henry Aiko. This is a podcast that will be exploring my journey as a social impact design strategist and the stories of people who are impacting the world through design. Hope you love this episode where I share a story about connections and how connections are extremely important to us as human beings. I want to tell the story of a young boy who had a really wild imagination. This young boy from a pretty young age was um, very interested in life and the universe and basically all the uni- what the universe had to offer. Um, this young boy was born in Nigeria. Um, you know, he grew up in a middle class family had most of everything any normal child would need to grow up um had a loving had loving parents and everything you know was in school and you know had everything you would expect a normal boy to need um growing up but this boy didn't feel connected um, with the people around him because he had a lot of imaginations and he had a lot of ideas and whenever he spoke about them in public everyone seemed to look at him like he was crazy you can imagine what this could have been like um, being a young boy growing up in a community where you cannot fully express your innermost thoughts or ideas so many humans live with live with this reality and a couple of years ago that young boy was me um i don't know if i've been born into this world before i think i have and i'm back again <laughs> that's why um i think i think the way i do but you know i they never really felt connected um, to most people I grew up with. Um, this didn't mean that I didn't have friends. Of course I had friends. Um, 
of course I lived like a normal life but I never truly felt connected with most humans but something happened um, and like I said in my story I got the opportunity to travel to Texas for university and for the first time in my life I was around people that I felt connected to or I felt they were like me um this was one of the most amazing feelings ever in my entire life because for the first time I felt maybe I wasn't alone in the world maybe maybe there are other people out there to meet and to engage with um I spent a lot of my time in US going to strangers houses I've never met sitting down on the floor with them with a joint in my hand telling stories about um ourselves our culture our feelings and like i always loved this experience i always felt like this was the most amazing thing any human being could ever ever do basically sitting down in a room and just sharing intimate personal stories with other human beings and having them pay full attention to what you had to say this was quite a beautiful thing um and i could never do something like this back home in nigeria as we all know how the story goes, after a while being in the US, um, I had to be brought back to Nigeria to start school again. And, you know, I basically felt my life shattering before my eyes. And I was like, this can be happening. Um, I can't believe I've just lost what I just got. Um, you know, the feeling of connectedness um so yeah this led to me being depressed for a while and after that experience i was on twitter one day and i read a tweet about meditation um i I was like you know what let me try this out you know you know, those monks, they seem so happy all the time and they seem so connected to the world and to the earth. So that was how, that was what began my journey, um, meditating. Um, so I, I did that for a pretty long time. And during that experience, um, I got to connect with pretty amazing human beings on Twitter, I began to listen to a lot of podcasts of like people that were like me. And that basically gave me the inspiration to start up the company I've started right now called Senpai, which is a design company that's building a community of creative people who are passionate about designing a better future for humanity. So coming back here, I realized that wow, there may be other people like me in Nigeria who feel this deep disconnect and they may need a community that they can connect with like minds um the internet has basically come to create an equal level playing field for human beings to have as much communities as they need to have so the diversity that you know 
as diverse as we are, um, there are so many voices that have not been heard. And currently, design is playing a pretty amazing role in helping tell people's stories in a visual way and, you know, help, you know, that story be a thing that other people can connect to and engage with. So I'm going to give you one other example. The LGBT flag. This was a flag designed by a man named Gilbert Baker. Um, I think in, he was born in Kansas. And he designed this flag in 1978. And this flag currently has been one of the most important symbols, if not the most important symbols in the modern LGBT movement. This is the power of good design. Um, this is the power of telling a story or being able to capture a story in a very clean and simple design. Design affects all aspects of our life, um, not just visual, but also the kinds of systems and communities we design. All our current communities and systems that we, we currently engage with were designed by, by a bunch of humans so many years ago. As we all know, their design was flawed in many ways as it didn't cater to everyone's individual needs. I mean, but it really couldn't have been designed to do that because at the time, um, a lot of humans didn't even have the data to know how diverse or how many people live in disconnect. But the internet has created like a platform that can allow anyone anywhere in the world to start up a community. And that was essentially how I started. On coming back from Texas, I began to take pictures and share them on Instagram, just basically to inspire um, other people in Nigeria to just be creative and basically to share. You know, this was the idea. And what happened was that after a while, I began to attract a lot of people. And people were messaging me, telling me how wild they're inspired by my pictures. They love that I'm sharing them. I should not stop. And this made me realize that, wow, there's actually a deep need for communities all over the world that can not only attract um, people, but can also empower them. So this was what led me to design for social good. But at the time, I had no idea what social good even meant. <laughs> all I wanted to do was build a community and help other humans feel connected because I know what it feels like to not feel connected. So the community quickly grew from um, taking pictures and sharing on Instagram to learning more about design and, you know, so I can, you know, express 
my stories more um, through Instagram. And as the community grew, I began to ask myself, okay, Henry, how can you continue to build this community in a sustainable way? So this was the process that led me to designing like a full-on company um, based on the idea of wanting to build a community to connect creative people. Now, I know that a couple of you listening to this would possibly have various communities you're trying to empower, um, various communities you're trying to reach, um, various ideas you have. The simplest way to start is basically to start by sharing um, things on the internet, on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, WhatsApp, podcast. It doesn't really matter how you share it. Um, all that matters is you're sharing stories that have a you're sharing a story that has a commonality that people can relate with. Um so I'm gonna just share um some tips on building a community and establishing connection with people. One thing I really learned um while building Senpai is you really have to be as human as you possibly can um, while you're trying to build a community. So you have to really express your emotions, express the things you're trying to achieve. You should be able to communicate with the members of your community. You should be able to find out about their needs. Um, and find out why they even came to the community in the first place. One thing you'll be doing a lot when you're initially starting to build a community is you'll be having deep conversations with random members of your community. This helps you understand their problems more, and then it also helps them feel this deep emotional connection. There was a thing I did for the brand that really helped grow the brand on Instagram. So what I did was that whenever I got a new follower, I would instantly DM them and say, welcome to Senpai. Glad to have you here. And everyone, not everyone, though, but most people that got that message would always reply and we would end up having a very deep, meaningful conversation. This is something anyone can do, um, especially in the beginning stages of being a community because that initial conversation, that initial interaction with the human um, would last a long time. And you may say something that would change their lives forever, um, but you would not ever know if you don't ever message them. So as much as you are you know, sharing your common connection or your common story or your, or your common message with your, with your community. It's also very important to establish those one-on-one -on -one connections and relationships. And everyone out there that's building communities, another key thing to really pay attention to is what kind of brand or visual style do you display out there? Is it consistent? 
are all the things you say, you know, done in a specific style? If people, if members of your community come across your content, can they instantly differentiate it from other people's content? This goes into like branding and design, but on a fundamental level, all you need to know is that your community story should be consistent. So the kinds of message you are trying to say would be wrapped around your community story. So if your community story is about helping LGBT community, giving them a voice, then your story and your content can be wrapped around that and you would naturally attract your community. If you be in a community like me, you're trying to empower youths and you're trying to teach them with skills your community message would be wrapped around that so that's all for today's episode um this is very new to me i'm starting a podcast and i'm sharing the journey with you guys um the next episodes will probably be interviews because i'm finding it extremely challenging (laughs) dealing with um speaking alone but as with everything in life you have to push through your challenges so hope you guys love this episode one thing i would really love you to do is if you listen to this episode to the end if you have a question if anything i said you know struck a note you can send me um, a message on instagram at henry Ico henry Ico i-k-o-h Hope you have an awesome day. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening to the end of this podcast episode. If you learned something, if you um, loved something, if something really spoke to you, I would appreciate it if you give us a review on iTunes. This podcast is new and all your reviews will be extremely, extremely helpful. If there's anything you want me to talk about or if you just want to connect with me, you can do so on my Instagram at Henry Ico. Henry I-K-O-H. Hope you have an amazing day. Talk to you later.